Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Take Back My Brain. And I have today with me the beautiful uh, Melissa Saunders. She's a friend, she's a colleague, and she's a woman that I deeply admire and respect. And so thank you, Melissa, for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Lori. You know, I feel the same about you. You've taught me so much. You helped inspire me to jump into homeschooling with our kids. Like you I know. Me know that I could, I could do it. And I look up to you so much. So thank you. Oh, that blesses me so much. I love the fact that we're in the same space and we're both mamas and we're both trying to navigate this crazy life between, you know, kids and work and, and being a, a wife and all those kind of things. So yeah, I would love to just get into one of the reasons I admire you so much is that you have been super vulnerable about your struggles for one and super encouraging on, on how to overcome those as a mom and a wife and a, and a business owner and those kind of things. And so I feel like we as women wear a lot of different hats for one. And we also put a lot of unrealistic expectations on ourselves. So a lot of shoulds, like we should be doing this, should be doing that. And we kind of end up creating this own chaos within our own, in our brain and in our heart. And then we look at our life and it just seems not as fantastic as we know it could be. And a lot of it comes in between our own ears. And so can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, there's so much around that. I think, you know, what I love about having these kind of conversations is I think we, we can all relate to everything that you just said. Like we're all juggling too much. We're all trying to do it the best way and the way that we think we should be doing it. And, you know, one of the biggest things I've done over the last like couple of years is Um, I've leaned into just being vulnerable and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, opening my heart and leaning in with love and having these conversations with women and sharing my struggles. And I think for a long time, it's not like I was trying to hide them. I just didn't feel like that's what you do in a friendship. I felt like it was my role to kind of elevate the conversation and like bring someone up and, you know, but I have found I have so badly needed those connections and those girlfriends to lean on. And right. I think other, you know, other women have mm-hmm. been great at this for a long time. And I just, I wasn't always. And so I think, you know, that has been one of the biggest ways that I've, you know, it's been so important to me to have women to lean on through the challenges, because like I said, you know, we're all going through these things and it's just mm-hmm. so important to talk about it because I think what it does is it normalizes it mm-hmm. and it teaches us that we're not alone. And you're not so key, right? Because that's what we feel alone. We do. We feel very much alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it is a really interesting time to be a woman with all that we're juggling. And so, you know, I know you mentioned the shoulds and that's such a common thing that we all do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but it's like at the end of the day, when you look back on our life and it, or your day, and it wasn't maybe what it could have been or you wanted it to be like, whose, whose expectations were you living up to in the way that you created it? What did you not, what did you not do or be that is, is really what you wanted? You know, success is something that is maintainable and that we can do every day. And it doesn't have to be this mountain to climb. It can be like laying around with your family or sleeping in or, you know, all these yummy, delicious things that at the end of the day, we'd probably feel like we had a really great day. Instead right. of doing all these shoulds that we don't want you being resentful and snappy and, you know, again, like, like, who are we doing that for? What's the point? So that's a really long answer to your question. No, it's, it's a great, I think it segues into a lot of other great things that we can talk about because 
you know, like you were just saying, sometimes your, your day is snuggling with your kiddos. Yeah. Right? And you can, there's this whole list of shoulds that we had and what was the most important thing to do? And that, that was, that was snuggling with your kids. And I don't know about you, but often I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get, you know, these five things done. And I know I should have done that because I've got clients waiting and I've got this to do and that to do. And, and, but the most important thing is that I cultivated that relationship with my kid and we had, we had a great time together and I'm never going to get that back. Right. Yeah. I can record a podcast another day. I can, you know, do a social media post another day. I can go get groceries another day or whatever it might be, but Mm -hmm. you never, ever get that moment back. And I, and, and for me, grabbing those moments as a woman and not feeling bad about them because we're such doers. Yeah. Instead of such beers, I think. Which is, you know, intuitively, I think we're more natural. Like we, I think our souls our feminine souls crave the being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I used to find that when I was snuggling and having those beautiful moments with my kids, I would have to be checked out thinking about all the things that I needed to be doing. How right. can I get out of this? And, and to be honest, you know, I kind of craved some of that distraction. I craved the dopamine hit because there's times, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when we're raising our kids and sometimes the work is just easier. Oh Yeah. And- you know, like, okay, I can answer 10 emails and feel like I got something accomplished today. Whereas in my mom role, I could lay around all day. And at the end of the day, I'm still in my pajamas. My house is a mess and feel like I accomplished nothing. But you think about like all you actually have have provided for your family in the days where you just let yourself do that. So for me, that has been like a big work in progress. And for a while, I struggled to say that as a woman, like, am I going to be judged for not being a good mama? Like I'm very connected with my kids, but like the work stuff was just always an easier distraction mm-hmm. that I welcomed. Um, yeah. It's easy to walk into your office and shut the door and just, cause if the door is shut, people know that you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, and that's great too, you know, like the days yeah. if we need that, if we need it's to fine. have someone else help with the kids and like put on makeup and like do something where you actually feel that sense of crossing off your to-do list that you know, we all love at the end of the day, like great too, you know, whatever role we're playing, we can do it full heartedly and we don't have to feel guilty about it or, um, you know, live up to other people's visions of what our life is supposed to be. Exactly. I think we're wired. We're wired for both. That's what makes us beautiful women is we, we kind of, we talk a lot about flexing, you know, flexible eating, flexible detox, flexible, all this stuff. And I, we have to be flexible with ourselves. And I think it's really hard, um, as a woman, especially in the age that we're living in is to allow ourselves that, that flexibility. Um, and, and one of the things I know that you've started really cultivating is this amazing routine that you've given mm. yourself. And I, we were just talking before we jumped on the podcast, like, I don't know where I would be without my morning routine. Like the days that I don't have this, mm-hmm. I feel just off because I have to have that time in order to feel grounded and focused for my day. So kind of tell me what, tell me what you do. And then, then I'll share what I do. Yeah. So I used to have what I called the power hour. I think mm-hmm. I heard that from Tony Robbins. So back yeah. before kids in our business building days, it was, you know, the, essentially the power hours, you get up about an hour before your day starts and you start mm-hmm. your day and you start it in, you know, taking charge of it rather than reacting to it. I know, you know, this and probably some of your listeners do too. Um, so for me, that would look like, writing out goals, writing out affirmations, like getting ahead on um, the tasks that I wanted to check off for the day before getting on emails. And then what was interesting for me, I'm curious to hear this from you, if you ever had something like that before kids, Mm -hmm. 
then I kind of tried to work that same morning in with children and it just became extremely frustrating. Mm-hmm. So it's taken me years. Our oldest one right? is four years old and I feel like I've just finally for the last year shifted and now I call them my magical mornings. Uh-huh. And oh my gosh, they're my favorite thing in the whole world. Like that first of all, I you know, we have so many of the answers inside of us and I would love to talk more about this too after we cover yes. the mornings, but like creating quiet space is so essential and important, especially when we're in this like theta brainwave in the morning, like this dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. And so now I just kind of ride that out from the bed onto the couch. I put on this little <laughs> red light. We have like the sauna space photon light, which uh-huh. I love. And our kids like trinkle down slowly Aww. and they've just learned, you know, like I'm here for you. I will snuggle you. I'll whatever. Like we all just wrap up and wrap in, but like, I'm not I'm not taking care of anyone but myself right now. Like I'm filling my uh-huh. tank. So for a while I'd get the push and pull of like, they would, you know, start like bickering or they'd want to drink or whatever. Uh-huh. And they know like my eyes are like shut and I'm just sitting there, but they just nestle right in. Yeah. So I have, you know, what I call the magical mornings and it's just the slow loungy yeah. way that we all start our day. And I love that they're, you know, they now do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're creating an, an environment and a culture in your family to just say, it's okay to not get up and start on that list or start the pre-list yeah. for the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah. you? What do you do? What's your morning? Well, I used to try to do a power hour kind of type thing as well. And uh, it, it just doesn't, we started homeschooling and it, it didn't really flow, <laughs> flow into my day. I needed that power hour, like later once my brain was done with the stuff that I needed to do as far as homeschooling and family and those kind of things. So we have two dogs. And so I get up depending on what time of year it is, you know, if I walk first or I walk later, but I walk for 45 minutes to an hour and I am, I'll sing and I'll pray and I'll take my dogs down by the Creek or we'll go on the bike trail or we'll do all these, or all these things, you know, and that's just my quiet time. And so I don't take my phone with me. I don't have earbuds. I don't have anything. It's just my time. And I sit there and I, and I soak up the morning sun and, and I love it. And then, you know, if it's summertime, like it is now, I'll come back and then that's when I'll do my reading and my prayer time and just kind of sit and relax. And then, you know, um, my daughter will wake up and she'll come and she's 16. And so, you oh, know, yeah. if she wakes up, you know, when I'm still reading, she'll come and snuggle with me. Otherwise I have to go wake her up. But when she was little, she'd come in and, you know, snuggle in and snuggle up. yeah, I know. And I, and I love it. I wouldn't trade that time for the world because it just is connection with me and the Lord and, it just gives me that, what is it, dopamine and it's the oxytocin and it's the GABA and the serotonin and it's just filling up the brain and your heart and your soul. So, yeah, I feel like you, you said it, you know, it's connecting to something bigger than yourself, whatever that is for you, you know, source, Lord, God, universe. And I think the reason it feels so good is because that's really what we're here for. Yeah. And I think we've just let in life, life, yeah. What we've created is life get in the way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just to be completely honest, I haven't been someone who grew up feeling strongly attuned to religion mm-hmm. or God, even just more spirituality. Um, but lately, and I don't know if part of it is the magical mornings and creating that space and connection with myself. It's like, I, I feel so in tune to something bigger and greater and so much more clarity and so much right. more content and calm and um, I just feel like now, anytime I have like a big challenge or a stressor, I can turn inward 
and it's a very familiar place. Whereas before it's like, because I was distracted with all the noise and the emails and the work and all the things that I was intentionally without realizing it, but like doing, yeah, was creating such a disconnect that I, it's like, I wouldn't even know where to turn if I was feeling unsteady. Um, Because it's such brain chaos. Yeah. It's such brain chaos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's still like, I still experience stress and I still experience chaos and all those things. Um, Like today I was telling you, we've got friends from Australia in town that I just want to spend time with. My son is throwing up. My other one is sick. Like so many things. Of course they are, right? Yeah, of course. So like you still, I feel like we'll always get kind of knocked off our center, but now I just find it's easier for me to get back to it in a way that feels really good and really natural and whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit a key point there when you're quiet, that's when you hear that that still inner voice in you. And, you know, I call it the Holy spirit and right. So the Bible tells us to be still and know that I am God. And so we can't hear that unless we're still enough to hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's when the creativity starts flowing and we get answers to things that we've been seeking and, and all those kind of things. So I love the fact that you're feeling that, that grounding and that connection that, because I know when I'm not still, I'm like, Yeah, it can't, you can't hear it. It can't no, find you. You can't. Yeah. Then you can't have a bad day by yourself and it just spills over into, you know, every other aspect of our life and our kids are grumpy, our husband's grumpy, the dog is grumpy, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it definitely the trickle effect is real. It's like whatever we're feeling, they're feeling. So yeah. I found for me, I had to like teach myself how, how to get there, how to create that space. So I did this thing. I created what's called a magical morning challenge Uh and I made five steps. So anyone can do these five steps. They're so easy. They're so simple. So if you're someone who like wakes up now to the alarm clock, has to grab your coffee, grab your water, whatever, get ready for work. Even if you just wake up like 10 minutes earlier, you can do these five steps. I made it so simple. All so right, that's so what I have on that on that free challenge. Okay. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to it'll be in the show notes, everybody. It's be inspired mama M-A-M-A, uh, dot com backslash mornings and their free challenge. Yeah, I think it's forward slash. Forward slash mornings. I'll have it in the show notes. So don't just Perfect. go to the show notes and you'll get it correctly for sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah Can you I share just... those five steps with us? Or is that that's in the challenge? Um, it's all in the challenge. Yeah, but basically, I mean, one of the big things, like my favorite one that I feel like even if you just did this, it can completely change your day. Um, so when you're laying about and you first wake up, like I feel like, well, I know that's when our subconscious, our brain is just very active. And so you can get a lot out of that space if you can tune into it. Okay. So I do a check-in. So it's like, okay, what, what, what am I saying to myself? I'm just kind of observing. Am I, am I like, oh my gosh, I have to get up in half hour. Like I have to go get my friends from the airport. I've got all these tests on my list, like whatever. If it's something like that, I would name that overwhelm. I'm sure it's very common to <laughs> yeah, the listeners yeah. and like very common as women. So then I basically ask myself, I just take a minute. What is it that I need today? What is it that would make my day feel more successful at the end? More relaxing, Great more question. connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and often, you know, I'll come up with the answer right away. I think just because that's mm-hmm. what happens when we yeah. create the space to, to turn inward. So I'll create a word for that opposite of whatever it is that I need. So perhaps it's space. I need mm-hmm. space today. I have a jam packed day. I've got people in my house. I need space. Okay. My word of the day is space. 
And so that's going to be my intention for the day. And I know a lot of people now will set an intention for the year. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, I highly recommend it because it's something that sounds so simple, but it's almost like when you set your GPS on your phone, like you are going to find a way to get to that location, no matter what traffic jam is along the way. So mm-hmm. if you have a chaotic day that's feeling overwhelming and you create a word of space or alone time, you 100% will find a way to get that into your day. And oh, it, might so be, mm-hmm. it might be five seconds of taking breaths at the red light, mm-hmm. but you will create it. You will find it. And that can drastically change your day. That's step one. That's the first of them. And I feel like, honestly, it's the most important and everyone can yeah. just take that and do that tomorrow. I love that. I love that. And intention for the day. I mean, mm-hmm. all of our days would be different if we shifted the negative intention. Cause we all have so many like unintentions for the day because we yeah. don't consciously think about them. Yeah. And I even do it. I do it too, like throughout my day. So I don't know if you do this, but I've gotten to a place sometimes where I'm like at the stoplight or I'm in traffic and I check my phone. I'm like, okay, what emails do I have so that I know mm-hmm. what I need to get to. And what I do now is I try to just take a second and like check in like, okay, I see the traffic line. I know I have probably a minute and a half and I habitually just go to grab my phone and I'm like, why am I really doing this? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I should be doing it? What do I really want to do right now? And I just asked myself that question. And sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm I'm curious who emailed me. Like, what do I need to get to today? Great, then do it. Mm-hmm. So I check in and I'm like, yeah, no, it sounds horrible. I really <laughs> want to like zone out <laughs> and right. do nothing for a minute yeah. and have a daydream. Then that's yeah. what I do. Like I it's, it. it's so, it sounds so silly, but it is like a game changer. Just yeah. check in and listen to ourselves. Yeah. I mean, because that's what people used to do for thousands of years before we had all these electronics (laughs) that were distracting to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had time to dream. We had time to think. We weren't thinking about our phone at the red light or the whatever it might be. I would think, you know, even when I'm in the line at the bank, uh, making a deposit or something and I'm waiting, like I have to make, maximize my time. And so we've taught ourselves that maximizing our time is actually picking up our phone and answering a text or an email whatever it might be. And I, and I found myself doing the same thing. Like, okay, no, I'm not. And sometimes I will just intentionally leave my phone at home. So like, smart. I just don't need it. Or I'll put it like way in the back. So I can't even reach it. You can't access it. Yeah. I can't access it. So it's there if I need it, but I can't access it. So then I'm just, I have to actually sit there and be okay with the moment of not doing something. Yes. And it's so easy to be like, okay, well I'll, you know, I'm in the bank line. So I'm going to get these emails done. So later I can relax. It doesn't happen. We just keep doing it. And I think what happens is you continue to create this pace for the day. And so that's just what you live up to. Whereas if you take those little moments like you do when you put your phone in the back or leave it at home and you create the space for the day, at the end of the day, you're going to feel so much more balanced because you had all these dips of interconnection. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm going to the bank, I, I would tell myself like, I can make a connection with that teller that maybe will change her day. Yes. Right? I'm on my phone, then I'm not connected to her. So I'm to always totally. trying to look for spaces where I can make a different connection. Yeah. And yeah. again, you know, if I feel like for you, that's you're connecting and serving the Lord, right? Like right. that is yeah. what you would be here to do. And yeah. um, th- I just think, again, like, why are we here if not to live that way? Yeah. And for some people, if that's what they need to hear in order to have the permission to create the space for themselves. Cause I think that's common too, you know, mm-hmm. like we put this pressure on ourselves, but like, if you really chunk it down, why are we here? Why are we here at the end of our lives? Like we're here to love 
Yeah. Love others, serve others, connect with others, connect with ourselves. We're not here to answer emails. You know, some of us may be important and that's a connection to it. And and then I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to be distracted by that. I don't want to miss out moments with my kids. And I don't know if you've done this too, like just teaching yourself when, when my daughter Karina comes into my office, you know, and she won't come in if I'm with a client or something, but if I'm working and she comes in and she sits down, Mm -hmm. I just, I shut my laptop down because I want her to know that, you know, she has my full attention because if it's still up, you know, I'm going to be you're like half and half attention there. And, you know, sometimes I'll have to finish what I'm doing, but I, I really try to make a conscious effort to do that. Cause I don't ever want my kids to think that, that what I'm doing is more important than what they are. So relationship, relationship, relationship is so key. Yeah. I love that. And then we don't feel alone. Like I think we create this space where we're feeling alone because we forget to talk to the teller or to the cashier. And like, I even hate going through the self checkout lines because I want to have a connection. Yeah. 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 It's so key. It's so important. And it doesn't take long. No, it doesn't. A smile goes a long ways and Hey, how's your day going? You know, yeah. it's amazing. People actually tell you. They will. Cause they, you know, they, you might be the first person or the only person to ask them that yeah, or to look them in the eye and actually seem interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really fun. Okay. It's really fun to do that. Really fun, but I really mean it. Like uh-huh. if you're checking out and you can tell that person is not at all present, which replace present with connected mm-hmm. and they're like buzzing and maybe kind of angry, resentful, like to do it with them mm-hmm. and to like ask them how they are. And like, how are you really like, not in a creepy way. This sounds kind right. of creepy, but <laughs> to really intentionally create that connection with them in a way that they feel. And you see it like, like we, we need that. It snaps yeah. them out of that and back into themselves, which is such a beautiful thing. I've had our kids like witness it. I'm like, watch, like, let's, let's see if we can, you know, help this person here. Mm-hmm. You just see their whole face light up and shift. Like yeah. somebody cares about me, you know, I'm yeah. not alone here. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, it's just genuine and that's what yeah. the world needs to be. It, it genuineness. I think we've lost it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're speaking of connection and just coming that drawing stuff out of our inner selves, not being connected to ourselves. So that's kind of what we're trying to focus on is to get back to being connected to who we were created to be. So I know you have some thoughts on that. So what have you been working on in regards to that outside of even just that, that um, miracle morning or the magical morning? Yeah. How have I been getting back to connecting with myself? Yeah. Um, Well, the creating space has been really big. I've been spending a lot more time in nature Awesome. I love it. That's been really important for me. I've, I went back to gymnastics. <laughs> I saw that. I think that is fantastic. Oh my so gosh. impressed, Melissa. So like, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about like connecting with your inner child. And so yeah. I've done a lot of that. And, um, sometimes it's just like asking my younger me, like, what is it that I need if I'm feeling scared or stressed, like almost mm-hmm. connecting as if you're talking to your six-year-old self. And when I was growing up, I did gymnastics and I loved it. And it's something I literally like hadn't said out loud to anyone. Like, I don't even know that Jason knew how badly I've always wanted to get back to it. I just thought it was over. I thought like that has sailed. I'm not even gonna let myself hurt about it. And I was on Instagram and I saw these like in their late thirties, maybe forties, these women doing like aerial and gymnastics and stuff. Uh And in that moment I was like, I could do this. And so right. I literally texted my kids gymnastics coach where they go. <laughs> it's like a kids gymnastics place. I love and it. I was like, 
will you train on me? Will you train me? Like we one-on-one I'll do anything. I'll work so hard. I'll do whatever uh-huh. you want me to do. And they were like, sure, come tonight. Aww. So I started going and that has been like, it's, it sounds so funny. Mindy, I was telling Mindy that she was cracking up. I was like, I found God in my gymnasium. Like that's where it's That's connected. fantastic. Yes. Because I felt so like, oh my God, this is what I needed. This is, yeah. oh, it, it's been incredible. That's one of the best things I've ever done for myself. Um, and I think it's just about getting back to the, the pieces of us that we have forgotten about. Yeah. 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 I love and, that. And we all did them when we were younger. Like there mm-hmm. was this thing I read and they said, watch a kid age like three to six. And they will gravitate towards whatever their sole purpose is here in this Mm -hmm. life. Like whatever their, whatever's going to light them up the most. So like, if you have a kid that age, that's like, you know, super into Legos, which a lot of kids are, but like foster their building, their engineering, that's, that's the way that they function best. If, you know, like my little girl, she loves doing gymnastics and performing. So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. how can I help foster that? A lot of these things that I think a lot of our kids do um, playing the piano, like we yeah. all do, and yeah. then we lose it. And if we can just get back to that, what is it? Like if you took piano and then you stopped, take a piano lesson. Piano lesson, yes. Those things are so powerful for connecting with ourselves. I totally agree. You know, mm-hmm. you know my daughter Karina, she's she's really into horses. And so she started taking horse riding lessons when she was, I don't know, five or six. And I have been the mom that holds the horse this whole entire time, right? And so this last year, you know, when the year turned, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take horse lessons. Like I'll trail ride and stuff like that. I can ride a horse, but I don't know how to like really ride a horse. She's a jumper. And so we're in a jumping barn and I thought, you know what, I want to learn how to jump a horse. So I'm taking lessons with her. Oh my God. I love it. And how is it for you? What does it feel like? It's really fun. I haven't technically like actually jumped a jump yet. Cause I'm still getting a lot of fundamentals down yeah. and I don't go every week, but when I, you know, I allow my space to do it, it's so much fun. And we brought another horse so that I can go trail riding with her and it's just oh, been fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So good. So, it's just so been good. a happy space. And I've always loved horses and I always wanted to ride all the time. And, and I've just been living vicariously through my kids. Yeah. Right. Which is also what we do. We do. Yeah. We're like, oh, that's fine. You know, that, like you said, that ship has sailed and. Right. That's their dream. I'll drive them. I'll pay for them. Yeah. You know, it brings us so much joy. Right. But you're yeah. still not longing inside. Like oh, I want to jump over that three foot. I jump. know. I want to do that. Yeah. And then we can do it in the simple things too. Like, remember when you're little, like make a fort and yes. put a book in it. Like our kids love that. Put mm-hmm. the couch cushions up and snuggle in like. Yeah, watch a movie in there. It doesn't have to be, you know, things that take a ton of time or a lot of money. Like we can just do these things in our own home. It's, it's, I feel like the biggest step is like giving ourselves permission to do it. So latching onto whatever that is to you, whether it, you know, resonates to hear that, like, that's what source God Lord would want us to do. Mm -hmm. Like they would want us to connect, whether it's, I'm going to be a better mom. If I give myself this opportunity, um, I'm going to delegate better at work. So I have the space for my children. Like, you know, I think maybe even asking yourself the question, like I recommend in the morning, checking in with your day, like what is getting in the way of you actually creating that space for yourself right? and then get quiet until you have the answer. Cause it'll come. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can start to figure out how to best support yourself so that you can, you yeah. can have that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. So, yeah. you know, creating that space for you. I don't know if you've gone through this, but I think as women being feeling guilty for oh yeah 
not doing this and then allowing ourselves time to do this. Um, yeah. So I would say it's uncomfortable. And if it's uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like that's a motivator for me when something is uncomfortable to like, okay, then I need to really push forward in this until I do feel comfortable in it. Cause it's not comfortable riding a horse or it's not comfortable going back right. to gymnastics or it's not comfortable, you know, shutting your computer and leaving it and going away for three days, you know, right. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's like just, a muscle. It's like, it, it's like a muscle. muscle. But mm-hmm. just craving that connection. And we as women just crave that connection with ourselves and, and with others. Um, yeah. And just hearing what, what we were created to do. And I see so many women that come into my office and they're so beautiful and they're so, they have so much to offer, but they're so, there's so much shame and condemnation and so much stress on them because they don't know who they were created to be because they haven't allowed themselves space to, you know, they may have started off in childhood, they just weren't allowed to do it. And then they've never been able to figure out how to create that space. And so that's part of healing. That's part of the journey. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you've done such a beautiful job of sharing that and being so vulnerable, like, Oh, thank you. Where you've come from and you know, where you're going now, it's, Aww. it makes me, it makes me cry when I look at you because I, you're just such a beautiful person inside and out. Thank you. Yeah. I think for a long time, I was living the way that a lot of us do, you know, like the guilt and the shame for doing the things that I wanted and then just masking my feelings and covering them. Like for me, it was caffeine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get off the couch. I, my body's begging me to lay and like read a book and, but I can't, I need to be doing these other things. So let me slam some caffeine, get it done. And I think, you know, there's, there's some of us that are like perhaps the breadwinners of the home. And so the reality is, is that we do have to, but what happens is we just make our whole day that way. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think, because for me, I was literally like, I feel like diluting my feelings and not listening to them that just spanned across everything. So when I finally had a little bit of space to tune into myself, when I'm like making dinner or whatever, it was so unfamiliar. I'd have a glass of wine, right? Like let me numb even more. I wasn't like a big drinker. And I think that nightly glass of wine is pretty common um, and go for it if it's, if it's what serves you. But I think it's important to check in with our intentions. Like, why are we doing it? You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's okay to feel, um, it's safe to sit with our feelings. And I think it's really important because that's, that's where the beautiful stuff comes, you know, whether it's with our children yeah. or ourselves. So I shared all, because I just hope if there's one person that's living that way, um, that they're just inspired to, to try something different. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. I love that. So if you were going to tell women to do two things, not tell them to do like, but to offer, we don't want to tell anybody, right? We just want yeah. to offer like suggestions. Yeah. Uh, but if you were going to offer up advice, um, what would be the, your two top things that you would want people to do? Yeah, I would say I highly recommend that morning check-in mm-hmm. create the intention for the day. I think that's really, really big. Um, and then the other thing I would do is just really start listening to yourself. And mm-hmm. so if you need to like personify that, you know, we all have this voice inside our heads and it's really powerful and it's really intuitive. And I think it's like the best healer and guide we could ever ask for. Yeah. And if you need to give it like a picture, like I think for a lot of people inner child stuff helps. So this mm-hmm. is my six-year-old self. And what is she telling me? Um, practice connecting, you know? Mm-hmm. So just ask yourself questions. Maybe it's even at the stoplight, like, okay, you're at a stoplight and you normally go to grab your phone, ask yourself, what, what do I need to put in my day to make myself feel more whole? 
right? And wait for the answer. And it usually comes really quickly, so quickly and easily that we could second guess it. But like whatever Mm -hmm. that first thought is, that's your answer. That's your voice. And at first it's going to be like a whisper, but the more you listen, it's going to get louder and clearer and easier. And um, I think those things are free. They take no time. Right. And and they're, they're fun and they work. So those would be my two takeaways. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You can find Melissa at beinspiredmama.com. Mm-hmm. Check out her podcast. Please follow her on Instagram. Um, I would just have to say, I love your podcast. The guests you've been having on there have just been so much fun. So um, thank you. Thank I'm you. having a lot of fun with it. I feel like it's like the best, you know, passion project ever. I get to just have really good conversations with I know. people like this. And yeah. I told my husband the other day, I'm like, can I just podcast forever? Because like, this is so much fun. I just, I just podcast, just want to podcast. So fun. So fun. It is really good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much, Melissa. And we will see all of you in the next episode. Thanks, Lori. Thank you.